Hey, this is Pam Perry. We are here with the inaugural Speakers Magazine podcast. And we're also on Facebook Live. But I wanted to just tell you a little bit about Speakers on WGOD. Praise up and listen. So if you're not familiar with Praise Up and Listen, you know, Speakers is all about really promoting positive messages and really about giving praise because that's really the key to longevity. That's why we're here. So I'm the publisher of Speakers Magazine. It'll be a year in June. This podcast has been something that I've been wanting to do for a very long time. The timing is right. It's hot here in the studio, and it's going to mean it's going to be a hot show. I'm here with my guest, Sean Fair. So if you're not familiar with Speakers, our first issue actually had George Frazier on the cover, who celebrated his 73rd birthday yesterday. Shout out to George Frazier. Hey, George. So he is the one that is we call the master speaker. Then we came up right behind George with Dr. Missy Johnson. Dr. Missy Johnson was our speaker in July, and she is a lady that we call the breakthrough coach. She has broke through so many different things. That is unbelievable. So we're going to have her in the studio soon. Then right after we had Dr. Missy, we had an issue that uh, Arian Simone was on. And within that issue was Sean Fair, and that's who we have today. Sean Fair, I'll read you a little bit about Sean. He is electrifying, okay, hey, whoever just joined us, he is electrifying and a dynamic leadership speaker. He's from Detroit, he's from this area, but he's a corporate leadership consultative sale and vision expert, okay? He has been seeing the world leader, he has seen the word leadership defined numerous ways over the years, but he characterized leadership in five words, lead by example, trustworthiness, mutual respect, and praise. He has a unique ability to bring leaders of all levels, which is key, to the realization that their team's performance is largely dependent upon their ability to lead. See the word lead in there a lot. With over two decades of motivational speaking, training, executive coaching, and most importantly, real life in the trenches business experience, not, 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 not fake, but real life, <laughs> Sean's knowledge and delivery styles places him among the best leadership and vision speakers in the country. He just returned back from Vegas, too. He's going to be telling us about what's going on. His presentations are dynamic, thought-provoking, engaging, and inspires his audience to make immediate changes that promote employee development, growth and expansion, and their team's capacity. So that's what we're going to be talking about. He is really one of the best, brings out the best of the leaders. He's doing it, um, done it on big stages such as Rio Grande, Casino in Las Vegas, Nevada, the soundboard room in Motor City, uh, Casino in Detroit. But no matter where he goes, leader is leader, leader always asks for more. So if you want more information, you can go to fairconsultinggroup.com. But even more than that, we have Sean here. Yay! Get some some applause. Thank you, Pam. I I really appreciate it. Oh, good, good. Well, thank you for joining us today on our inaugural show. So this is his first uh he was in speakers in september and so one of the things that i want to talk about a little bit here is what he has what what brought him into the field and then what he has going on coming up well you know back in 1996 i gotta take you back a little bit but um i started off in customer service and um, from there, I went from, I'm going to just take you real quick through my experience, customer service to account manager, from account manager to sales manager, from sales manager to state director, from state director to VP to VP to VP of sales and marketing. And then from there, I transferred into 
training programs and, and training organizations. So uh, I got a job working for a T-Mobile dealer. They were the largest dealer in the country at the time with 435 locations. And I was the director of training there for five years. Um, I was over at AT&T for five years at a training executive level. And then I went to a international restoration company for five years, and I was a training executive there. Mm-hmm. And through, through that, that experience, I was presenting on big stages and conferences all the time, and people would always say, hey, Sean, can you come and, and do this for us? And, of course, uh, these were clients for the company, so I couldn't take those opportunities. Mm-hmm. And so it comes a time in your life where you have, to, you, you have a crossroad, mm-hmm. and you have to make that leap. And so... Finally, I made that leap of faith, and, and here I am. It's been going well ever since. Oh, good, good. Now, you hear one of the key things that people were telling him that he needed to do that. It wasn't like, oh, you know, I really want to get in front of the stage. I want to get in front of people. I want to speak. But it was a push. So a lot of times we think we have something in our heart. It's like, hmm, should I? But when you get that confirmation, when people tell you, that's when you know. You see how we're kind of sparkling here right on the on the. On the I noticed that. I noticed that. Uh, but one of the things that... Um, you had real life training in terms of sales training, customer service. So tell me a little bit how leadership really became like the, the epiphany of really that's what you're teaching and training on. It really, it, it became a, it's a gift, you know, to be honest with you. You know, through, through all of the experiences and all of the executive level positions, um, even the mid-level uh, management positions, I've learned how to work with people. Mm-hmm. I, I've learned to understand people. I understand, you know, what challenges that they have. And, you know, the, the one thing that, that's come to mind is this, is that people don't understand the weight of leadership. When you have a management position, it, it means that you need to understand people. It means that you need to coach people. It means that you need to develop people. It means that you need to counsel people. It means that you need to, to diagnose people. It means mm. that you have to come up with solutions. And you cannot, if you are a great manager, you cannot do this job from 9 o'clock to 5 o'clock because typically you are focused more on the functionality of your job from 9 to 5 and not managing people. It sounds like a little bit, Sean, like you've got to be a little bit of a psychiatrist or a little bit of a therapist in a way. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so, so if you don't like working with people and you don't like people, then you're probably in the wrong business, mm-hmm. right? And at the end of the day, when you took the job to become a manager or when I took the job to become a manager, I decided to become a part of the people business. Mm-hmm. And so if you don't like people, you're probably in the wrong business. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about um, your position now that you have Fair Consulting Group. And uh, you took the leap from corporate because a lot of people are like, oh, my God, I'm going to have to not have that paycheck, that steady paycheck. So everyone who wants to be a speaker, they're like, you know, I, I have this job. It's a security. And, and this is really like this is my my security. So how does a person, how did you really decide to make the leap. I know you said you took the leap, but how did you know for sure that Fair Consulting Group was something that you know that you could do? Did you start out with a contract right away? Did you have people lined up for six months that said you would speak? Was it you did you build a website first? Did you I mean how did you how did you make that pivot from your company, from your corporate to your company? Well I started working slowly, right? It, when I was working for the corporations I was slowly building the business, right? I, I built a website. I got my business cards. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I started doing free events on the on the weekend at University of Michigan. I would just invite people and, and ah, just talk ah. about leadership. Okay, let's, let's stop right there. 
Did he say free events? So a lot of times, a lot of times people will want to say, well, I'm not going to quit my job unless I get paid engagements. So he really was doing free events and then explained to us about the free events. And it wasn't like a small stage. It was U of M. So that's pretty big. So kind of explain to us how the free events work into the whole master plan of that. The whole plan is is bringing a massive amount of people in. And when I say massive amount, it could be 50 to 100. It depends on what your definition of massive is. If you are really good at what you do and you can get in front of people, they'll recognize your talent. Mm-hmm. And when they find value in you, all of a sudden they say, well, man, I would love to have this person in my life. Now, at that point, that's when you can start to charge people, right? Be- because they, under- they understand the weight and the value that you bring to the table. Mm-hmm. But, but if you don't get in front of people, people don't understand what you, what you have to offer. So it's kind of like you use the uh, being on the stage as your marketing tool. Absolutely. So in order for you to get on the stage, you had to have some juice in the first place. Anyway, whether it was free or paid. So your juice was your website, um, your, you had testimonials. And videos. You had videos. And that's, that's, a, big, that's a big key. Oh, it, my it's God. It's having some short, it doesn't have to be yes. long video work, but you know, one minute, two minute, three minute clips is really important. That's one of the things that we talked about in the last issue, why every speaker should have a sizzle reel. And your sizzle reel is on Speakers Magazine right now. The one, yeah, it is, yeah, yeah, it's on there. I mean, you were one of the few that had them, so I'm. That's why you're the first guest. You did everything right, so you're kind of like the classic book of like what to do right as a speaker. But if you go to speakersmagazine.net, you'll see Sean Fair. You look him up, and you'll see his sizzle reel, and you see his bio, and everything in his pictures. So tell me a little bit more about some of the branding things that you did. I know you were in sales and you were in customer service, but so how did you learn to, I guess you say market, market your your business. I just I learned from the corporations. Okay. You know, I, I paid close attention while I was while I was in business, and that's that's really important. Mm-hmm. Um, all the companies they brought something to the table. They brought some value into my life, and so I would pick up small things that they were doing, and I would incorporate it into things that that I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The branding piece, when you're a speaker, it's really you are the brand. Right. And right. so in every interaction that I had with people. Um, every time that I presented something, I had someone taking video footage. Um, my video guy's name is Larry Miller, and pretty much wherever I go, Larry there. he goes. Okay, right? so right. it's it's unlimited footage. No intern. We store it. We store it on on shared drive on Larry's Google. Larry's a professional. Yeah, he's a professional. Right. And no interns. Don't say, "Why well, is the intern?" Mm-mm. No. And, and we, professional. We find some inexpensive ways to create these these reels that you're talking about. These promo reels. It's it's all about getting your face out there. And social media is a great it's a great way to bring awareness to who you are and what it is that you do. Mm-hmm. And sending out posts, you know, once a day. Sometimes two times a day, is, it's a great way for people to see you. Sometimes I'll walk into a Starbucks or just anywhere, and I'll have people just, hey, I know you. Or oh, I read your book. I haven't wrote a book, but they've seen the, and they read the <laughs> post, but they think I've wrote a book. Okay. Right? But it's, it's bringing that kind of awareness to the marketplace. So if you are just joining us, we're with uh, Sean Fair with Fair Consultant Group. I'm Pam Perry with Speakers Magazine Podcast. This is our very first show, inaugural show. And we have our producer sitting over there and also our, our graphics, our graphics uh, creative director, Miles Dixon, the mediapreneur. We're on WGOD, WGOD.net if you want to uh, catch us live there as well. But we're also on Facebook Live on the speakers page. 
So make sure that you like us so that you will be here every Wednesday from noon to 1. Uh, coming up at one at 12.30, we'll have Tamara Hartley, who's joining us from Columbus, Ohio. But I want to make sure that the Detroit people know, or even Detroit and Ohio, Detroit, Ohio, Illinois, what Sean Fair has coming up and his partnership that he has with Imagine Theater. All right, so we have a, a huge partnership with Imagine Theaters. Um, our first event is going to be on May 8th, which is next Tuesday. It's going to start at 9 o'clock a.m. To, to 1 o'clock p.m. And during that time, we're going to talk about leadership. You're going to understand what leadership is really all about. You know, people are ask, always asking the question, you know, the people that I manage, you know, should they like you? And, and most people will, will give you this answer. Ron, they, don't, they shouldn't like me, Sean. They just need to respect me. Mm. And, and I always come back and say something like this. Well, if I have to come to work with someone that I don't like every single day or someone that I antagonize every single day, what kind of environment is that? All right, so we're going to help people reflect on a lot of things that they really don't think about. We're going to talk about the five critical attributes of a leader. Hmm. And I'm going to break them down, lead by example, uh, praise, trustworthiness, mutual respect, and experience. I'm going to talk about exactly what they mean. Mm -hmm. I'm going to also talk about the millennial generation because most of the managers, they don't understand how to work with the millennials. And they have a, the millennials have a bad reputation for the most part, but they really don't. They are, they are, uh, they're resourceful, mm -hmm. and they are a, they are, they are, they're folks that we really need in the workplace. I'm going to explain to them why. I'm going to talk about uh, from the time that they were born, all the way to the time they get into the workplace, and the difference between us and them, Gen Xers and Boomers. Once they, once they hear the difference between us and them, they start to say, you know what? I, I never thought about it like that. Mm. But at the end of the day. They are the second largest economy in the country. They're 30% wow. of the workforce right now. By 2020, they'll be 50% of the workforce. And by 2025, they'll be 70% of the workforce. So their way of thinking, the way that they do things, is going to be the dominant way of life in Woo! the next 7 to 10 years. So businesses are not conforming to the millennial generation over the next 10 to 15 years. They can find themselves out of business. So we're going to talk so about that. So give me something that's, I have a millennial that's graduating on the Friday from Michigan State University. So give me some, like one thing that as a baby boomer, how to manage a millennial. Shout out to Arby Perry. Hey, go green. <laughs> well, well, one, you have to kind of listen to them. Okay. It, it, most, most Gen X parents have done a, a really, really bad job at listening to them. Not, not that we cut them off, but many times they, when they talk, it's a, it's a bunch of nonsense, at least in our minds. Because you have to understand that at the age of seven, on average, they all had something in their hands that we didn't have in our hands, and that was the cell phone. That's true. Right? And so our influences as a Gen Xers was mom, dad, uh, sometimes sister, brother, teacher, pastor. And they have those same influences, but those were secondary influences. Wow. The primary influences for them was Facebook, Twitter, Google, and all these different social media sites that was pushing information to them, which typically that information was what? bad information mm -hmm. but that those resources for them those influences for them those are real influences for them mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. like mom and dad was for for us so sometimes when we give them them our life experiences mm -hmm. they're getting information from somewhere else and they don't understand what's real and what's not and they struggle with that so what I do with a lot of millennials is this. I listen to what they have to say, and if they say something great, I let them know. Man, you said something great. This is, okay. this is awesome. But if I disagree, I'm not quick to disagree. What I will do is say, you know what? I'm not sure if I totally agree with you. Let me do some research first. 
Hmm. I'll go online, grab some information that supports what it is that I want to deliver to that millennial, and then give it to them. Because yeah. that's what they're going to do anyway. Okay. But if you allow them to research the information, they're going to research it to their benefit. If okay. you research the information, they say, you know what? They actually took the time. They went to okay. Google. And this this resonates with them. That's a good tip. Yeah. That is a really good tip because I, I did not realize that because that is for sure. Because I will just say to a millennial, no, do it this way. This is the way, I, this is the way it's done from my experience. Blah, blah, blah. But if you give them that, that information in the link. <laughs> or website, I guess they'll probably pay more attention to that. So that is good. So how do people, um, I'm sorry, how do people register for your event or actually, uh, do you have any tickets left, first of all? We have about 10 tickets left, I believe. Okay. Right, so. The last if, 10. If you go to www.fairconsultinggroup.com, that's F as in Frank, A-I-R, consultinggroup.com. Mm-hmm. Um, on the very first page on the banner, there is a, a, a button that you can click on. It'll take you right to the Eventbrite, and you can register. The tickets are $50. We also have an after-party networking event that's from 1 o'clock to 3 o'clock in the High Roller Room in Imagine Theaters. We're going to be serving food. We're going to be taking pictures. We're going to be shooting videos. We're going to be doing interviews. Ah. It's going to be a great event. You're going to meet some great people. There's going to be a lot of great networking there, so you don't want to miss that. How did you um, come about the idea to do the partnership with well, Imagine had been following me for some time. Okay. And um, at the time, I was in on Dallas. On social media? On social media. Okay. And, All right. I, and, I, and I got a call from the business director and said, listen, uh, we're in the Shine Fair business. We want to know if we can sit down and talk to you. Okay. And, wow. Uh, we sat wow. down and talked, and we, we came up with a great agreement. They've been wonderful to work with. The theater is absolutely amazing. And uh, it's going to be a great show. We're going to have about seven to eight cameras going, capturing every single angle. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be a great time. And, and by the way... I'm the primary speaker, but we also have Joy Calloway, okay. um, who is a dynamic speaker. She's going to be there. She's going to kick it off for us for about 15 minutes. Okay. And then right in the middle, we have Cam Anthony, 17-year-old superstar. Right, He's on uh, Showtime at the Apollo right now. You can watch him right ah, now. Okay. Um, he will be there to tell uh, folks about his vision and how he is executing his vision right now. And then we have Katie Balish, um, who is, works for Vaughn Industries. She's the CEO of Vaughn Industries. Okay. Um, she is, she's mm-hmm. been uh, slated for the uh, top 50 companies to watch in, in Michigan. So she's going to be there, and she's going to wrap us up. Oh, uh, good, yeah. good. So it's from 9 to 2 at E-Imagine in Royal Oak? It's 9 to 1 is the first event. The networking event starts from 1 o'clock to 3 o'clock p.m. Okay, and that's in Royal Oak? And that's in Royal Oak, Michigan. Okay. Right, Imagine Theaters. Okay, and so people go to fairconsultinggroup.com. Um, Register there. Make sure you get on his email list because you are do have an email list that people can subscribe to, so they can know what else is going on. Do you have anything else going, coming up this summer, or things that we can get involved in to see you speak, or even if it's not your event that you're doing, but something that we can come and actually? Absolutely, we're doing another e- event with Imagine, and oh. actually the date <laughs> we're actually coming up with the dates today. Okay, fact, all right. That's where so, I'm going next. So you got to make sure you yeah. get on that email list. Okay, absolutely. All right. And then make sure that you get on Speakers Magazine email us too, so we can let you know what kind of guests are coming up on the podcast, so that so that you can actually know about what's coming up there. And then Miles, are we almost at the twelve? Twelve twenty one. Twelve twenty one. Okay, so Tamir Hartley will be coming up next, so we are kind of like a little bit early. So I'm gonna ask you a couple of more questions okay. about your your background and more or less like really like the speaking uh, industry. So first of all, if you were going to write a book. 
and you said you haven't had one, but I'm sure you probably have one in mind. What would that book be? Or if you want to give us a little pre-promotion about what it's, what it's about. I'm in the process now of developing a book. It's, um, it's Who's Talking Louder. It's a sales book. Okay. And it is teaching Please people the louder. art of selling. And it's not about you telling folks that they need your product. It's about you asking the right questions mm-hmm. to help them come to the realization that they need your product. Ah. Right? Be- because if they don't understand that they need it, then it's you telling them that they need something and them thinking that they don't, and then this is what you get, right? They're, mm-hmm. they're butting heads with each other. Mm-hmm. And so asking the right questions is an art. It's the same way that we need to train and develop people is by asking questions. A lot of times we tell folks what to do all the time, and then they become dependent upon you telling them what to do. Mm-hmm. But then when you don't tell them to do it, then you wonder why stuff is not getting done. The question becomes, what did you tell them? Mm-hmm. Right? So the way that you develop people is by asking questions because it gets them to do what? To think. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, what we, that's what we really pride ourselves in. And it's a consultative sales approach. We, we kind of transfer that into the management style So as well. the sales thing, people kind of like don't like sales because they feel salesy. They feel like it's slimy. So sales is everything. My daughter graduates from Michigan State on Friday. And one of the things that I tell her is that even though you have an advertising degree, I think your first job should be in sales. And sales is one of those things where you have to sell idea. If you have children, you got to sell them on eating the right food. I mean, you have to sell everything. I have, I've seen your parents. I have to sell them that, you know, you got to move from this house to that house. So you have to sell all the time. So kind of explain the whole thing, the negativity that people have around sales and then why people need to really embrace sales. Because if nothing sells, nothing, you're not in business. It, it's, it's negative because salespeople sell people things that people don't need. Mm. That, that's why it's negative. Or they do a bad job of helping them understand mm-hmm. why they need it. And it goes back to what I was telling you before. Is that when you tell someone that they need something, but you haven't helped them understand that there's a problem that they need to fix, the then problem. why is it that you need this product? Okay. So if, um, if you really want to be a great salesperson, number one, you have to create the need first. Mm-hmm. And then once you understand what the problem is, then you have to help them understand by asking the right questions. How does this problem affect their time? How much money is being lost because of this problem? Mm. Or how does it affect me emotionally, right? Frustration. How does it affect me that way? Because mm-hmm. if, you, if you help a person understand, well, there's a problem, but I'm losing X amount of dollars because of it, and now I'm wasting amount of time because of it, or when I'm dealing with this issue is I'm frustrated for a period of time, then all of a sudden you create urgency for them to want to move on buying that service. Sometimes just finding the problem is not enough. Okay. So by finding the problem that, so say it's something that I have a problem with for me. Uh, you know, people come to me because, you know, I need more publicity. I need more exposure. So they know that's the problem. But then do you have to really match your questions on the personality of the, of the potential yeah. customer? Like someone that says, well, you know, I just need information. Just get, send it to me in a PDF. Or someone says, well, I want you to sit down and really explain to me. Or someone else will say, you know, I really want you to give me more examples. I want to hear from other people. I mean, there's different, what different personalities want information explained to them differently. I could ask the same questions, but not knowing their personality, they may not even really. Yeah. Okay. It even goes deeper than personality because now you have, the, you have these different generations. So if I'm talking to, I'm in front of a boomer. Mm-hmm. It's important that I, I'm asking questions, but I'm asking questions in the form of advice. Okay. Because the boomers have been around for a long time. They're the ones with all of the experience, and they like to give advice. 
So I may ask a question this way. Well, I was just wondering, what was your thoughts on doing things like this? Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, they feel like they're giving you advice, and then the floodgate opens up. See, mm-hmm. if you have a sales meeting and you're 80% of the conversation, it's going to be a bad meeting. <laughs> if you're 20%, which means you're asking questions, and they're doing all the talking, all of a sudden, they start to talk about things that they didn't even think about, and, and now you're just taking great notes, right? Okay. Your, your, your listening and hearing becomes a, a great tool for you, a great skill for you, mm-hmm. right, if you're asking the right questions. And if we have time, I can give you a quick example because you said it best. Selling applies to every aspect of your life. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. one college basketball team called me, and I, I won't name the name. And okay. this basketball team, they had a, a bad attitude because the media was on their case and the fans were on their case because they were been losing for the last two years. The coaches couldn't get through, and so they asked me to come in and talk to them. I could just say, you know what, you guys got a bad attitude. You need to change. Otherwise, you're not going to get better. But let me ask you a few questions really quick. What's the most important number to you guys? You know what they said? Their jersey. My second question is I can understand that. The second question was, what is the average number in a family that come watch you guys play? The answer was, you know what, I don't know. I said, that number is four. Mm. What's the average amount of revenue that they spend on tickets to come watch you guys play? Uh, The answer was, I don't know. I said, that number is 127. What's the average amount that they spend at the concession stand, that family of four, when they come watch you guys play? They said, I don't know. I said, that number is 76. What's the average amount of money that they spend at the store buying your hats, your jerseys, and all those kinds of things? They didn't know the answer to that. I said, that number is $125. So my question to you guys is, why do you guys have a problem when someone is purchasing a product that don't work? See, my job is to help people come to the realization that their thought process Mm -hmm. is incorrect. Mm -hmm. Now, I could have said, you know what? You're wrong. And they still think that they're right. Mm-hmm. Nothing is being solved. Mm-hmm. But asking the right questions allows us to get them to think. Mm-hmm. I like that. So I would say if you don't know your numbers, you're not in business. So they didn't know how much people spend on the concession, the tickets, or any of that. That's probably why they're having trouble trying to... They don't, it seem like they don't care about their customer. Well, not only that, the point is, is that, of course they're upset. If they're spending this kind of money mm-hmm. to watch a product because they think that they're just people, their product right. that doesn't work, wouldn't you be upset? Mm-hmm. If you went to the store, the appliance store, and bought a refrigerator for $1,000, and you took it home, and you plugged it into the socket, and it didn't work, would you be upset about it? Yeah. Well, that's exactly what's happening to you. Oh, okay, okay. Sean, you are you're absolutely fabulous. So you, when you were doing something at the Rio Grande Casino in Las Vegas, tell me a little bit about what that was about. And was that like one of your first customers? or? No, it was a, it was a huge conference. Okay. And I was asked to come in to speak about on leadership. Okay. Right. It was in the restoration industry, and they, they came from all over the world, and I gave them a whole spiel on what leadership was all about, very similar to what I'm going to talk about here at the Magic Theater. When you say the restoration industry, so it's like restoring homes, restoring... Well, actually, you know, if you have a fire flood in your home, mm-hmm. um, they have companies that come out and grab the clothes, and they restore the clothes back to their original condition. I didn't know that. So as long as the clothes are not burnt, it oh, can be okay. water, soot, mud, doesn't matter. They can restore those clothes. See, back in the day... See, back in the day, they would just give you a check. The insurance company would give you a check and say, yeah. go and place those clothes. Right. They don't do that anymore. Uh-huh. They have restoration companies. Uh-huh. It, saves the, um, it saves the insurance carrier 70 cents on the dollar, replacement versus restoration costs. Oh, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. I learned something new today. I thought if there was a fire yeah. or flood, especially all the people that have the floods or whatever, they'd give you a check. But there's someone that restores? Yes. 
They did do a very good job. Yeah, because you, you saw my face looking like, I don't know, it's going to be, yeah. especially if it's like, it's going to smell like smoke, or, you know, but no, they do that. And so leadership is in every single part of our lives. So you're leading at work, you're leading at home, you're leading, uh, you know, corporations, schools. So what is the, your favorite, I guess you say, your favorite part of talking about leadership in terms of a demo? Who do you like talking to leadership um, about or to, I guess you would say, your favorite demo or your ideal client I guess you would say I don't I don't have an ideal client I'll be honest with you Mm -hmm. because people is people okay I have some clients that their farm H&H farm is one of my clients Mm -hmm. they raise 250,000 pigs that's what they do Um, I have um, ABB robotics they make robots right so it it doesn't matter because leading and managing people is this is a universal language okay okay it's a universal language and so in terms of the products and things that you have, you're going to have a book that's going to be coming out. It's on sales. And then you have other products and things like that that you do as well besides speaking. Right. Well, this the, at the Imagine Theaters, this is going to be, actually be like a, a movie that's going to be put on CD. Right? I and we're, know that. And, and we're going to be selling that. Smart guy. Smart yeah. guy. If I were you, I would follow him. <laughs> I kind of knew that, that he has other products besides because he can't speak everywhere. He can't go every single place all over the world all the time. So he's going to have some actual digital products that you'll be selling Absolutely. as well. All right. And then the book. So if you can't get them live, you can actually get them on tape or you can hear them on this podcast again and play this over and over. Make sure you share this, uh, this particular one. Go to Fair Consultant Group. Get on his email list. Go to speakersmagazine.net and get on our list as well. And I think Miles is teeing up our next guest right now, Tamara Hartley. Okay. All right. So is there anything else that... Um, you like to, to share with our, our listeners, our Facebook group people, and make sure you share it and all that kind of stuff. Listen, there's a few tickets left. Go and sign up. I promise you that you'll be engaged for four hours, and you will reflect for four hours. It will be one of the best trainings that you've ever gone to. So we look forward to seeing you there. All right, cool. So make sure that you do that. Don't, be, don't get left out. Don't be thinking that we didn't tell you. All right. Thank you, Sean. Thank you. Thank you, thank thank you. you so much. All right, that is Sean Fair. Go to Fair Consulting Group, Fair, F-A-I, F-A-I-R, fairconsultinggroup.com. If you listen by podcast and you can't actually see the page. But I just want you to make sure that you do that. And he has other things coming up as well. So we have Tamara Hartley coming up. Is she there? Yes. All right. Hey. Hey, how are you? I am doing wonderful. Can you see us on Facebook Live on the speakers page? We're live right now, but you're not oh. live, but but uh, actually we are live. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to read a little bit about who our next guest is. I didn't do this one. Yeah, you're more good. Yeah, because I don't want you to have the flowers on your head like this. This is not a good look for you. (laughs) All right. So your advice guru and how-to coach. I'm so excited to have this young lady. This is Tamara Hartley, and she is coming from us from Ohio. Many people have goals, dreams, and big ideas, but remain stuck because they are unsure about what to do, where to start, and how to make it happen. Well, through her speaking, coaching, weekly advice column, podcast, and YouTube channel, Tamara helps people do the how to make the necessary action steps to make their dreams a reality. Because you hear people say, I want it, I want it, I want it. No, she's going to show you how to do it. Thank you, thank you. Um, While inspiration and motivation are part of her process, Tamara specializes in activation. Yes, and helping others take action to accomplish their goals. Based on proven results, her clients have dubbed her the how-to coach. 
So she's a keynote speaker. Uh, Tamara Hartley has addressed women, professionals, entrepreneurs across the country and has served as the opening speaker for the world's leading motivational speaker, Les Brown, which was our cover story this month for speakers. So Tamara creatively combines her knowledge, expertise, life experiences, practical wisdom, and funny insights and antidotes to inspire others to take action and achieve personal success. She can tailor a variety of speaking topics and programs around her core message, which is you have the power to change your life to meet an organization's needs and interests. And Les Brown said, Tamara Hartley makes great impact and great impact grows your bottom line. She's the best. Okay, that is what Les said. So if you want to find out more information about her, definitely make sure that you go to TamaraHartley.com, T-A-M-A-R-A. H-A-R-T-L-E-Y. All right. And so with that, I welcome you, Miss. How are you? I am doing well. Thank you so much. But let me share something funny with you real quick. Okay. So my name is my name is actually pronounced Tamara, like camera with a T. But everyone, even in the office, everyone always argues about how my name is spelled. They said my mother spelled it wrong. <laughs> so Tamara. Tamara like a camera. Yes, it is. Tamara, Tamara. like a camera. And my Yes, and my sister's name is Tia, so you can imagine all Tia of the and stuff Tamir. you get all the time is mm-hmm. Tia and Tamir. <laughs> and you know, my sister-in-law's name is Tamir. It, so anyway, so here I go again. You know, we did that when we were at the event <laughs> in, 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 in uh, Florida. So it's like, okay, Tia and Tamir. So let me get it, Tamira, Tamira, yes. Tamira, like it's Tamara. Tamara. So my name is Tamara, like Cameron with a T. That's what my son says. <laughs> Cameron. Okay, Tamara. All right. Yes, I, Yes, yes. So did I just like just totally flub at the entire bio? So I apologize. Oh, you are so fine, though, because you know what? You do it. Look, I want you to introduce me everywhere I go because I love when Pam Perry introduces me <laughs> or reads my bio. <laughs> that is, if you can see Facebook Live right now, you've got, you've got flowers over your head, too, as well. <laughs> So tell us a little bit about your illustrious creative career. Uh, Miles Dixon, he is a creative entrepreneur as well. So kind of tell us a little bit about yours and how you got into the speaking and being dubbed your advice guru on how to coach because people would love to hear this story because I know you from okay. way back when you had other, other things that you were doing. Well, you know what? It all started with the advice column. Now, I was just kind of the go-to person for everyone at work, at home, my family and friends. And one day, I was working for a company, and the boss asked me, my, my office was across the hall from everyone, and he says, why is everyone always in your office all day long? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> but really, they were asking me advice, asking me about raising children and things like that. And I just started sharing tidbits of my life. You know, at one time, I had a teenager, adolescent, a toddler, and a baby all at the same time. So I just started giving advice. And I just started going with that. So I started that column in 2009, um, and just really that's where I started. So out of that, I spun into, you know, getting things done. People want to do things. They don't know how to do it, where you start. So I started helping people do that, and it kind of evolved into the how-to coach and all the things I do through my coaching business. Okay, okay. So your background (laughs) primarily, though, uh, Tamara, was – creative director yes. for yes. different organizations. Yes. Kind of give us a little yeah, bit of that I, background. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, will, I have an extensive creative background. I've done everything from graphic design, editing, 
to actually running um, a publishing company that was based here in Columbus, Ohio. Mm -hmm. We produced 22 annual publications across the country celebrating success and highlighting people's stories, which is kind of my foundation. Mm -hmm. And from I got to interview some of the greatest people in the country and work with them, see them at different events. And I started looking at kind of the things that were similar between the stories we were telling. And I started noticing some patterns of success. And so really that became the foundation of my coaching business because it was like, wow, so success definitely clues and people can duplicate this process. And I saw that successful people had some um, things that were running throughout all of them as far as the hurdles they overcame, some of the things they did to put themselves in position. So I started documenting that on my own and sharing those with my clients. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So when you, is that when you met Les Brown or, or was that before then? <laughs> So, Les Brown is so, okay, so I believe in having my vision board in front of me. So, Les Brown was on my vision board, had been for years. I've always admired him, his voice, and I wanted to be a speaker. So, he was on my vision board, and one night out of the blue, a friend of mine called and said, I have someone who wants to speak with you. Hmm. She knew the kind of work I did, um, and she knew Les, and so she wanted to bring the two of us together. So, I was like, who's on the phone? And she was like, Les Brown. I'm like, you're kidding me. So, I spoke with him that night. He invited me to an event. And once he saw me, he thought I looked just like him, and he thought maybe he knew my mom. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, if you've ever been in an arena with us, he always um, tells the story that I'm his child, I'm his love child, as he likes to say. And we just never really parted ways after that. And so we've been intertwined for years and working together. He's been a tremendous mentor. He's allowed me to do things that I probably wouldn't have been able to do without his help and his exposure. So I am totally grateful for that relationship. Oh, good, good. Yeah, so you were responsible. <laughs> so, I, so I guess he walked off my vision board. <laughs> right, right, right. Now he's actually a reality. So you helped put together, um, or you spoke at the Power Voice event. So, And you actually were part of the person that really helped organize a lot of that as well. So uh, Tamara actually did a workshop on writing a book. So explain to a little bit about what you did at that uh, at Les Brown's event and what you talked about. Okay. And I've done a couple of workshops at his different events. I've done branding, marketing, that area. And what I did this um, past month in Florida, I did one on successfully publishing and writing and publishing your book. Mm-hmm. And kind of, you know, falling back onto my background of working with the publisher and doing some self-publishing myself and how to start your own publishing business. Really, I don't like to just say self-publish. You're actually starting a publishing company. So that workshop was just really giving some tidbits on how people can go about getting the book out their head. A lot of people want to write a book, Mm -hmm. but they're really stuck with how to get it done, how to make it happen. So the bulk of that presentation was around that. What are some tips and tricks that I use to get the book out of my head. How do you make sure that your book doesn't look like you copied it on your printer at home? You know, Ooh. a lot of self-published projects can't compete with mainstream because of the way they look. And so I spent some time there and how to properly register your book and, and then your publishing options. So the, the workshop was really for speakers, authors, coaches who are trying to, you know, put that marketing piece together in the form of a book. And how mm-hmm. do you actually get it out there? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I like the example that you, you showed your cover of your book versus the other covers that aren't quite, quite that are look self-published. You can self-publish, but you don't have to look self-published. So what's the name of your book, book, too, um, Tamara, so that people can actually um, pr- produce, I mean, uh, purchase your book? Sure. So I have a book called Stop Wasting Your Time Blaming Other People for Your Life. Ah. And it is a book, you know, <laughs> sharing tidbits of not only my story, 
but how I use those negative situations and just things that's happened to, me, happened to me throughout my life to not only change my life, but to change others' lives. A lot of times we're blaming people. And when you blame people, you kind of take away your power to make changes. So that's what the book is about. It's about taking responsibility for you, whether you got yourself in a sticky situation. <laughs> you know, a lot of people don't like admitting that, but being able to take full responsibility for you and your outcome, that's what that book is about. So stop wasting your time blaming others for your life and really it's so that you can take back control mm -hmm. of your life your relationships and your career so those are the people those are the areas we usually blame people for right <laughs> right your life relationship and your career that's like it's all your fault it was all mama's fault <laughs> absolutely <laughs> so every I didn't week get that job because you right, know <laughs> right something it was always someone else's fault so every week mm -hmm. you're doing a podcast or you're doing a video and so where do you get the questions for your i guess you say the the you're giving advice so every week people mm -hmm. are giving submitting questions or you're just looking for um <laughs> look at my face here. Uh you're just looking for <laughs> So every week people are sending sending you questions or you just basically like look on Facebook and say, you know what, this needs a this needs a video. Oh well you know what, I do a combination of both. I actually have people who submit questions all the time for the advice column. So I, sometimes I go off of that. But I also pick topics out of my book. Every week I do like a quote from the book. And most likely I'll, I'll write about that. I'll do a video about that. My YouTube channel, um, TamaraHartley.tv, that's really just my videos. I have videos that range from four to seven minutes just about that particular topic. So I stay tuned to what's current, what people are talking about, what people request. And I do videos on that. But I definitely answer all of my advice column um, questions that come in. And I'm telling you, I mean, I'm starting to get more men sending me things. I actually got some international <laughs> things sent to me. So I answer all of those, definitely. And I'll just post those on, my, on the advice column. But then I, I may pick a personal development topic for the weekly videos. And so you do this every week. Now, yeah, I know you're yes. known as activation. Some people can't <laughs> do anything on a consistent basis. So how long have you been doing these weekly videos? Because they're not just videos like, okay, I'm just going to jump up and do a video. They're actually... You've got editing with it. You've got, I mean, explain the whole process because some people may well, I, commend you just on doing that. I'm I mean, they're only, good. Yeah, I'm only going to share this with Pam Perry's audience. This is, <laughs> this is exclusively from Pam Perry that I'm sharing this right here. <laughs> so I actually, you know, I started the videos probably in November. Like I said, I've been doing the columns since 2009. So I started the videos just recently. But just real quick, I, I am a believer of repurposing content. Mm -hmm. So what I do is, um, I, like I said, I do a quote on Monday. If I like that and I think that's a good personal development topic, I will write a script for my videos. I use the script for a blog. I use the same script for, you know, if I'm going to do anything else that week. So that I'm only you doing one thing of content, but I'm doing it so many different ways. And so with the podcast, what I'm going to do is take the audio from the videos and create a podcast because it's the same information, but tweak it a little bit. Mm -hmm. But most people like to read, some people like to watch, and some people like to listen. So I'm trying right. to get all those modalities out of one piece of content. So that's what I do. I'm only writing one thing. So it's not overwhelming for me. Cool. And then I spin it into all those different modalities. I love it. I wanted to exclusively on Pam Perry. I wanted to tell them that that is so cool. And I want them to follow you on Instagram, which you're on. Follow yes. you on Twitter. Yes. And it's I am yes, Tamara. Yes, mm -hmm. I'm Tamara Hartley. I am Tamara Hartley. Mm -hmm. On Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. 
or just Tamara Hartley? On yep, Facebook? and on Facebook. Okay, yep, so I'm on Facebook too. If you look up, I'm Tamara Hartley. Go to the page for my business. As she well. has got that. But brand. you know, I do want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to encourage people to because when you see other people doing different things, it does seem overwhelming, and you do feel like, wow, I don't have time to do that, or can I do that? And mm-hmm. I found that repurposing content is a great way to go. Yes, I put the work in on Sunday night, but it takes me throughout the whole week with different things that I do. I so, I mean, just find a flow that works for you and kind of do that. And you don't have to do what everyone else is doing, but you'll see that you'll get in the rhythm and you'll be consistent. And that's the key to doing anything, social media, all of that. Just be consistent. Start somewhere and be consistent. Mm-hmm. And that is, this is a, thank you for being on our first show because this is, the thing that um, Miles and I, we talked about it. We had the Speakers Magazine. It's like, we know we want to have the speakers speak. We want them to be on a podcast. We want them to be on a show. We want them to talk. But it's just about being consistent. I don't want to start it and stop it and start it and stop it. So being consistent mm-hmm. is really the, the key and really making it so that all of the speakers who are in the magazine, I then, because they are in here, I know their bios and I know what they, what they mm-hmm. talk about. And so I have them all on. So it's in a way, it's kind of like repurposing content in the same way. Tell people to go to our website, speakersmagazine.net, to see their videos. You can actually now hear, hear them speaking in a real live interview. So that's one of the main things is being consistent because, and it has to be something that works and it's easy. So yeah. Doing a monthly magazine, yeah. definitely you have deadlines. Doing a weekly podcast, now we added something else to it. But if it's not consistent, it doesn't matter. And so one of the main things yeah. is that you want to make sure that it's it's top quality, which Miles does, make sure it's top quality, and making sure that it's something that you can stick to and commit to. So if I'm not here on a yeah. Wednesday at and noon. You know, mm-hmm, right. And just real quick about um, Speakers Magazine, because I really got a chance to touch and feel it last month, and I had never really seen it up close. It is definitely a quality oh, publication, and it's, thank it's you. wait a minute, and it's cute. <laughs> and <laughs> I was just really impressed with all that you put into it, and I think it was such a genius idea to do that. And I was not only happy to be a part of it, but I'm happy to share it with everyone because it really is a quality product, and it was a, a hole in that in our industry. So I mm-hmm. really appreciate you filling that gap and, and making such a quality product available. Thank you. You know, it was one of the things, too, that a long time ago, we were talking about our previous careers. Everybody wanted to write a book. Everybody wanted to just really write write a book and that sort of thing. And so people were writing books, but we found the best way to write a book was to speak. So now everybody wants to speak. There's still authors and speakers. They're all in the same. But I saw that there was a hole that, okay, if you do want to speak, these are the things that you need for your brand. If you do want to write a book, these are the things that you need for your book. And people aren't really familiar with it. They see the outside project. It's like, oh, yeah, I can do that. I can get on the stage. Or I see that book. I can write that book. But we know behind the scenes there's so much more that's involved in that. So kind of explain, because you're a brand person as well, kind of explain a little bit about the necessities, what every speaker would need what every speaker would need for if they're going to build a platform like a Les Brown. Because, of course, you know, everybody wants to be like Les, right? It's like, how do I do that? <laughs> now, Les started before there was social media, but he's, he is, he's 70-something years old, and he's embraced and grasped yeah. a lot of this, this information. He'll get on Facebook Live, and he'll start doing all – he's on Instagram. I mean, you know, you're not going to leave Les behind. So kind of explain <laughs> some basic things that speakers need that you know – from going to that conference of Power Voice, what they what they are missing or what they need. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what? It's funny that you said that because, like I said, they do see people and see them out here on all the different social media, you know, being who they are. But 
at the end of the day, you clearly have to have a message in the platform, and that's why blogging and doing all that other kind of stuff and producing content is so important because it gives you a voice outside of the stage. When people bring you to the stage, you got to have something to say. you got to have a platform to stand on so that they know who they're bringing. So I definitely encourage, yes, a book can be important. A book can, you know, be a marketing tool. But having content, period, whether you write a book or not, you know, some people have turned their blogs into books. So there's plenty of ways to still get your voice out there, even if you don't have a book, by putting your content and your message out there in different ways. Mm -hmm. You know, blogging, the videos, the podcast, that's all content. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And when you say blogging, a lot of people are even scared to blog. It's like, oh, my God, I, I've got to yeah. blog. It's like, <laughs> but blog is basically, it doesn't have to be a thousand words. I mean, I did a blog yesterday. And it was only 300 words. And basically the blog was like yeah. how to pitch the media. Okay. And I gave three tips. Yeah. And so a lot of times people, you think you need to write a lot. People don't even want to read a lot. So make it, they don't. Make it they in don't. points, I, make it in bullets. Yeah, when I write, I try not. And I used to be long and soliloquy, you know, when, when I was writing my advice column. I mean, in 2009, I've learned now that if I go over a, a page of content, which is between three and 400 words the way I had it set up, mm -hmm. it's null and void. So I got to get to the point, be short, quick, and not waste people's time, but give them some, some impactful advice quick. You know, so even, you know, just writing uh, 300 or 400 words is okay. My videos are no more than, if I did one for seven minutes, that was me being long-winded. Most of them are four minutes or okay. five minutes, you know, because people don't want to have to you know, look at all that or right. see all of that right and this podcast is is an, an hour it's because i want to do a more deeper dive than just the digest of the speakers magazine so i wanted people to actually hear the heart of each speaker that we feature oh, and yeah. so so Absolutely. 20 minutes half an hour you know listen to the podcast Tamara gave you some great tips about how to really repurpose content how to write a book she gave you some great tips on how to just really how her videos are if you have a question on how to do anything you know where to go because she will answer it on her video every single week, 52 weeks a year. It'll be coming up 52 weeks in November. So she <laughs> is a how-to person. And so and a lot of times people say, well, I can go to Google and I can find out. But she does the research a little bit more than a deeper dive on just going yeah. to Google. She, she actually explains yeah. it so that you can activate it. Because a lot yeah. of times we Google stuff, but we don't activate it. Yes, we don't. And that's what it is. It's, a, it's information. It's knowledge. But there's no implementation. So uh -huh. what I try to do is always, you know, give you the knowledge, but then show you how to implement it. Uh -huh. And, you know, my programs, I'm with you while you implement. You get to ask your questions every week. You know, those are the problems that people have. It's not that I can't get online and read. It's like, oh, I have questions about this or my interpretation is different. How do I do this? And so I try to be more hands-on in that way, not uh -huh. just give you information to run off with, but, okay, let's do this. Let's put it into action and actually ask your questions and know that you know what you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I am going to uh, make sure that next time I do this podcast and I'm going to put my uh, miles so that I put it on uh, airplane mode so that way we can make sure that we're not getting <laughs> these calls in between. But, uh, Tamara, I just appreciate you so much. This has been a really, really good time for us to be together. You're coming um, uh, from Columbus, Ohio. Tell us what you have coming up in terms of any kind of besides the online things that you're doing every week where we can actually see you live in person. Next. Sure. So I actually, yes, I have a lot of things going on. Les Brown has a lot of things going on and coming down the pipeways. And, you know, I've been intertwined with Pam Perry for years. When Pam Perry did a boot camp for PR, <laughs> that's, I think, when we Oh, my God, that met. was years I ago. I drove, right. I drove to Detroit for that because I don't even <laughs> think I could afford a plane ticket back then. 
but that's how long we've been <laughs> intertwined. And mm-hmm. so I have pulled her into another project that we have behind the scenes that we're actually um, talking about. And it is a speak-off for speakers. So when we talk about giving platforms for speakers. So we're going to be working on that. It's going to be some huge news yes. coming from that. Mm-hmm. So hopefully I'll get an opportunity to come to Detroit and do yes. some live auditions for that. And we got some other stuff to announce around that. So that's really huge on my docket. Mm-hmm. And then also I am I am working on, um, I'm working with the publisher out of New York to revamp my book and do some other things out of that. So ah, really excited okay. about, yes. yeah, yeah. So that is <laughs> really cool. excited about that. Now I want you to um, put on your calendar for August uh, to come to Detroit for the National Association of Black Journalists uh, a convention. Okay. That's in August. I think it's the first through the third. Okay. And I may want you on my panel. This is like putting it out there, okay. putting you on the spot. But I'm doing a panel called Turning Your Content into Cash. Okay. And I think you will be perfect for that panel. Okay. I'm going to have AJ oh, well, Williams you on. I know my answer when Pam Perry asks, the answer is yes. So <laughs> well, then you I put you on blast, put you on live. It's like, oh, okay. Well, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> But it was just because I've seen you present and you give such good information. And A.J. Williams, who's with the Michigan Chronicle, she will be part of the panel as well. Yes, yes, I know her as well. Okay, see, there you go. It's it's all God and it's all good. So that's it. So You know, that's my other family, the Michigan Chronicle, Real Times Media. I've worked with them for many years, so I love everyone there. And then everybody's coming under the banner of the black journalists. you got Vicki Thomas here, and you've got um, all the folks from Detroit News and Georgette uh, Johnson. So, you know, Miles actually did the logo for the NABJ Detroit Convention. If you see the little record, it looks like a Motown uh, mm-hmm. thing or whatever. But Miles okay. actually did that that logo that they're using on. It'll be on the T-shirts, mugs, ink pens, and everything. So, yeah. So, we all try to keep oh, it all great. in the family. Yep. And so, Miles actually does Speakers yeah. Magazine. So, he's actually the he's, – he's doing everything. He's actually the producer, too, on the, on the show. So, <laughs> he's a little bit of Jamaican. Okay. He's got a bunch of jobs. Yes, <laughs> Uh, that is good so well Tamara thank you so much for being on the show and I'm gonna let you get back to your day and we will keep in contact because I think we get we'll be in touch talking about turning your content into cash okay all right thank you so much for having me all right all right take care so that was Tamara Hartley and then earlier in the show we had Sean Fair as well and those are our first two featured speakers so these people that are in the magazine are going to be jumping live off of the page. So we'll maybe last uh, next week we'll hear from Brian Thomas. We'll hear from uh, Angela uh, Johnson. We'll hear from uh, the 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 um, this is Tanya Session. I mean, there's so many Jonathan Presley, Cheryl Wood. Can't forget Cheryl Wood. I mean, so this is Les Brown's son. So. Stay tuned. This is just the first show, and we've got a lot of speakers that we want to feature. And, Miles, you've got to give me the time. How are we on time? We're winding up, and we're going good. So I am Pam Peer. I have been your host. I have had a lot of fun today. It went by really, really fast. It is hot in this studio, but I am not complaining because Detroit is one of those towns where we get more snow than we get sun. So I'm, going, I'm just happy about it today. Make sure you go to speakersmagazine.net. Download our free gift that we have there for everyone who is a speaker and everyone who wants to be a better speaker. So go to speakersmagazine.net. We are the official magazine of Black Speakers Network. So thank you for joining us. I'm Pam Perry, pamperrypr.com. All right, bye-bye.